1: Um, You no doubt remember the heat wave that baked B.C. last summer, you know, the highest temperature ever recorded in Canada, basically 50 degrees that happened in Lytton, B.C., and then the town was almost entirely destroyed by fire within days of that. Well... Uh, that was just one of several wildfires in the region, to be honest. There were dozens, hundreds of deaths that they have linked to um, the extreme stifling heat that you know just pervaded for weeks uh, and now researchers are learning more about the impact of that time and you know what it meant not only on people and you know the area but on some of the uh, insect life that lives there, specifically honeybees and this is really, really interesting. so we're going to chat now with Allison. Ma- mcafee who is a postdoctoral fellow at michael smith laboratories at the university of british columbia allison thank you so much for your time i appreciate you joining us today
2: hi yeah thank you so much for having me
1: it's just really interesting now you study bees honeybees and and long before this heat wave scientists they'd already established very well that intense heat can have a major impact on honeybees right what happens when bees get too hot
2: Um, Well, a few things can happen. Uh, The colonies are actually pretty good at thermoregulating normally. The worker bees can go and collect water and bring it back to the hive and then evaporate it to try to cool down, a lot like how we sweat to cool our bodies down. But um, it also, the conditions are becoming so extreme that for particularly the smaller colonies, and um, what we call mating nukes, which are miniature units that beekeepers use to produce new queens, they're uh, less able to do that thermoregulation. And so what we're seeing is that the queens in those nukes, and actually the whole uh, group of bees in some cases very sadly can perish if if um, if the temperatures get as extreme as they did last year during the heat dome. And uh, at the individual level, if a a queen bee, which is the reproductive female, if she gets too hot, then her fertility can actually go down. Um, And that's because the hot temperatures kill the sperm that she's stored within her body that she needs to use to fertilize eggs for the rest of her life.
1: Yeah, this is the amazing part of this. So, I mean... It affects her fertility basically because it affects the fertility of the male drone bees, right? I mean, and we—that's long before they reach the temperature where they actually perish. Um, as it gets warmer, their fertility drops, right?
2: That's right. Yeah. So some of my research that I published in 2020 um, actually suggests that that sort of threshold temperature is as low as 38 degrees. And that's kind of a conservative estimate. So um, we we estimate that if the queen is exposed to temperatures of 38 degrees or more for two hours or more, that that's enough to have a significant reduction of her fertility because of that um,
1: killing the sperm. Now, the question that came to mind as I was reading this is, that can't be all bees, right? Because there's bees in... Arizona, there's bees in Nevada. I mean, are there different species of bees that can tolerate heat better than the ones we have in our part of the world?
0: Yeah, so it's very likely, um, but it's it's an area of research. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
2: that is pretty lacking uh, so far. So that's a question that I get quite often is, are there genetic differences in heat tolerance? And um, there's been some work that shows that bees... That are native to the middle east are more resilient to hot temperatures in terms of their survival than bees that are native to europe the more northern climate but um there so far there hasn't actually been a study testing the the fertility aspect of that like we know that the middle east bees survive at hotter temperatures but um nobody yet has tested if if, say, queens from these different groups uh, can maintain, keep their fertility up in uh, in the face of these temperatures. So that's something that we'd really like to do.
1: Yeah, that is interesting. Now, given what we saw with the heat dome uh, in BC last summer, what do you anticipate the bee populations are going to be like this year? I mean, is it going to have a drastic impact, do you think?
2: Yeah, so I I... I don't want to say that it's going to have a drastic impact, but there's kind of a complicated reason for that. And um, what I can say is that the conditions like we saw during the heat dome, they will, at the extreme end, make it harder for beekeepers to produce new colonies and to produce new queens. So that's where we really expect to see an impact. Um, and uh, the industry as a whole can make up for that kind of uh, challenge for domestic production by importing bees. And Canada actually imports a lot of bees. Um, somewhere around 30 or 40,000 starter colonies are normally imported, and around a quarter million queens are normally imported. But uh, as you can imagine, during the pandemic, it sort of became clear how vulnerable that sort of um, reliance on the imports is when uh, things like flights are grounded and borders are closed to a lot of transport. So there's a growing feeling, uh, I think, in the industry that we need to get better at being more domestically sustainable. And this um, this challenge of producing these new nukes and new queens domestically because of extreme heat might just make that... Um, a little bit more difficult than it already
1: is absolutely now when we talk about bees there's been this at least i've learned in recent years that they're sort of i don't know if a canary in the coal mine is the right term but they're sort of a leading indicator and they can tell us a lot about what's going on with an ecosystem does that apply here in terms of the heat can we learn that you know other insects possibly may be drastically affected much like the bees have been
2: yeah i think so in some ways so the, the canary in the coal mine uh metaphor works to some extent, but the the canary should be the more sensitive um, organism that you're looking at, right? To kind of be, uh, be most affected by small changes. Right. But bees actually are um, in general, they're quite resilient to stress like, like heat compared to other insects. So in that sense, they're not a very good canary, but uh, also because they're a managed species they are very prevalent. So they are located almost everywhere. Um, and, uh, we are looking at them, uh, quite intensely. So like most insects kind of fly under the radar, um, and are difficult to capture, difficult to do research on. Um, but honeybees, because they're so prevalent and they're so easy to manage, even though they're not, like the most sensitive organism we could look at they might still be a really good indicator of what's going on in the environment it just means that if we see impacts on honeybees that then we need to be extra worried because we know that there are species out there that are more sensitive than
1: they are interesting conversation allison thank you so much for your time today i appreciate you joining us Yeah, thank you so much for having me today. You bet. That is Alison McAfee, a postdoctoral fellow, Michael Smith Laboratories, University of British Columbia.